0: Coming up, Mary Jo completes her look at the beaches of Southern California. And as Michael would say, Cowabunga! (laughs) From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 564, for the week of April 3rd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Southern California vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson.
1: Hey! And
0: Mary Jamaletta Willie.
1: Cowabunga.
0: There you go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So we've been heading, are we heading down the coast or up the coast? Down the coast. Down the coast. Okay. We're still
1: southbound. We're going down, 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 <laughs> down, down,
0: down, All right. Where did we leave off on our tour?
1: Um, our three. Our the last three. we talked yeah, about it's... was Laguna Beach. So okay, cool. This is my final segment talking about the Southern Beaches as an option for Day 6 Adventure. And just as to roughly go over it, we've gone from Santa Monica through Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, around the Palos Verdes Peninsula to San Pedro, across the Vincent Thomas Bridge to Long Beach, on to Seal Beach, Huntington, Newport, and Laguna Beaches, etc. Now we're headed a little south of Laguna Beach. And for people who are doing a multiple destination vacation where they're going to Disneyland and Legoland or Disneyland and San Diego, here are some of the beach locations you can visit when either going to Disneyland or leaving Disneyland for these other destinations. These beaches are basically accessible when traveling south on the 5 freeway or along PCH. So first we're headed to Dana Point, which is probably a destination in itself. There's so much to do here. And we used to go here when I was growing up. Um, we'd spend the day at the beach, and I remember it was a lot of fun over there. The beach is beautiful, plus you can camp here or you could take off on several ocean excursions. Dana Point's named after Richard Henry Dana, who wrote Two Years Before the Mast. And I may have mentioned this book before when I was talking about San Pedro and the cliffs there. Um, I had read it when I was 10 or 11. And it was written by a man who was Shanghai on a ship. He had to work for two years on the ship, and in the book he talks about Did the. Did you adventure. say Shanghai? Yeah, he was Shanghai. would okay. it, It's a real term. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. It's just convenient. Okay. He was well, yeah, you know, considering was, Disneyland has been Shanghai by Shanghai. By yeah, Shanghai. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that hashtag? Thanks, Shanghai. Thanks, Shanghai. Yes. <laughs> But, so in the book, he talks about the adventures that he had and includes his observations of California back in the mid 1830s. So that's before the gold rush had thousands coming to California. And basically, you had the ranchos and the California, Californios, um, or Californios, as I would say. Um, living in the area. I would say it
0: that way too.
1: You would say it that way. Okay. That's that. And I think I took it from you, Tom.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you did.
1: (laughs) So that book gave me a really good appreciation for the early development days of California. I do recommend it, um, adults and even for kids. Cause I was 10 or 11, like I said. So it's, it's pretty easy, easy reading. But if you remember, I had talked about how they used to slide the cow hides or the cattle hides down the cliffs and then they would take longboats from the ships and go collect them at the bo- at the base of the cliffs and load them on the ships and that's how they used to get the hides there until these harbors were till the LA harbor was was built in the San Pedro area well Dana Point has a natural harbor that's of course it's been further developed now but even in those days it had a a natural harbor that he really appreciated and he thought this that this area was one of the most beautiful areas in all of California. So a replica of the ship that he served on called the Pilgrim sits in the harbor, and it's used today as a classroom by the Ocean Institute. And um, like I was saying at one time, Dana Point was an important harbor on the California coast as it was used as a point to get the hides from the Mission San Juan Capistrano, which is close by, um, which in one of my earlier Day 6 segments I talked about as one of the 21 California missions that um, that um go from San Diego up through San Francisco or a little bit north of San Francisco. I still do highly recommend a visit to San Juan Capistrano, and you can combine that visit with a visit to Dana Point also. So in the early 1920s, the same group that developed the Hollywood Hills set their sights on Dana Point. So much of the area that they developed in Dana Point is located in the Historic core of the city, also called the Lantern Village, so named because colored lanterns were used by ships in the 1800s to advertise their wares when in port. Dana Point was to be really built up, but then the Depression hit and many of the planned multi-story structures were never built. So you do have this village, the Lantern Village in downtown that has some beautiful architecture and then just normal houses over there. Henry Dana considered Dana Point to be one of the most beautiful spots on the California coast and early surfers agreed. Huntington beach may be the surfing capital, but quite a few surfers made Dana Point their surf of preference. And there's a legendary, um, there was a legendary surf break off of Dana Point that they nicknamed killer Dana. However, when the Harbor was further developed and the breakwater added, the surf was altered and no longer created those epic waves. So, you know, a lot of, development have really changed the California coast. There's plenty to do in Dana Point. There's several parks along the seven mile coast and several beach trails. One place to visit is called the Headlands and this is a 50 acre protected area with gorgeous views overlooking Dana Point Harbor and the Orange County Coast. The Headlands Trail is a little over three miles long and it links some of the parks in the open space areas. So um, To go over there, if you like a little the outdoors and do a little bit of hiking and walking, this would be a really good destination. And if you would like to try the water sports, there are several places to get lessons and rent equipment. Just like I mentioned in Huntington Beach and Laguna Beach, they also offer this at Dana Point Harbor and Dana Point Beach. Um, Stand-up paddling is becoming extremely popular around there, and you can get lessons at the Stand-Up Paddle Company. Or you can try the Capo Beach watercraft rentals that offer the Sea-Dews, Wave Runners, and Kayaks. These rental places also have instructions on how to use the equipment, life vests, free wetsuits that you can use since it gets kind of chilly on the Pacific Ocean over here, and they have lockers that you can use. If you're looking for a whale watching trip, One of the most popular whale watching outfits that personally I know of operates out of here. And that's Captain Dave's Dolphin and Whale Safari. Captain Dave also has live broadcasts of his whale watching trips if you'd like to see them. I'll send Tom a link for our show notes page. So I do recommend using his services if you're in the area. If you don't want to drive that far south, I've also talked about the whale watching that they have in Long Beach. But Captain Dave is pretty well known in this area for having some outstanding, um, trips out there. So you might want to drive down there for more of an adventure and, and do that. We did the ca- ca- I was going to say ahead. we did Captain Dave through, um, our local PBS station membership and it was a really good experience. Good. Yeah, I've been hearing about him for years. So it's something that I've been wanting to do. I haven't done it myself. So I'm glad to hear that you were able to do it, Nancy. Yeah. It's, um, the, Granted, I got horribly, horribly seasick, and so did Lily. And they only have usually one bathroom per boat. Um, but they sell snacks on the boat and everything like that. And it's where my children learned that whale poop is red. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, and so, so if you do get seasick, you know, get those sea ba- bands or Dramamine, etc. Because I really do think it's a. It's Take your a- Dramamine a couple hours before you go. I took mine too late. Okay. Luckily for me, I don't have any of those kind of issues. So I just hop on there and enjoy the, the experience. Um, so if you, um, after whale watching, or if you're not going to do that, you can also check out the beaches. They're also so beautiful. And if you like to sunbathe picnic or, you know, take a dip in the ocean. And for those of you with younger children, there's a baby's beach located near the Ocean Institute where the breakwater offers a very protected area where you don't have to worry about waves knocking down your little ones, surfers in the area, um, or boogie boarders because it's so calm over there. Today the harbor has a pretty big marina, shops, and restaurants, and it's one of the points of departure for the Catalina Express that will go to Avalon on the Catalina Island. Another cool thing about Dana Point is for those of you who want to camp when visiting Disneyland, or you have RVs and want to spend a couple of days near the coast, Doheny State Beach in Dana Point, um, not to be confused with the Doheny Beach by the LAX airport, offers beach level camping in some pretty um, nice spots. This is popular though, so you really need to book ahead of time. So as soon as you're planning a trip, check out those spots, the availability on them. And although there are no hookups for your RVs, there's some really nice clean restrooms with hot showers. Dogs are allowed in the campground on a leash, but are not allowed on the beach itself. So the campground is more like dirt, has a lot of trees. It's really pretty where it is. And then walking distance is you could just walk from the campground to the beach. So it's really cool. Um, keep in mind that you're not really in the wilderness when you do camp at this beach, uh, PCH and train tracks are to the east of you and the oceans to the west of you. But I still think it's a cool adventure. And just to imagine, you know, going to kind of going to sleep with the sound of the waves crashing on the beach is just such an awesome experience. Um, some fun events that they have at Dana Point are they have the Festival of Whale, which is held over the, over two weekends in March. So it just finished for this year. They also have a Tall Ships Festival in September, which is one of the largest on the West Coast. The Dana Point Grand Prix Bike Race. And they have the Turkey Trot, which is a 5K, 10K, and a Kids Gobble Wobble Race held over the Thanksgiving weekend. So those are some of the fun things there. Gobble, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's called the Gobble Wobble Race. So, you know, Dana Point is a wonderful place to visit. I do think it's a good destination, but there's some other notable mentions, so I'm going to continue. We have San Clemente State Beach, which is another beautiful area surrounded by houses with Spanish-style buildings. The city slogan is "Spanish Village by the Sea." Um, San Clemente is also known as it was Nixon's Southern White House back in in those days because he used to live in San Clemente. I know Yorba Linda is where they have the Nixon Library, but his house was actually in San Clemente. And I remember my mom. Um, driving there on the way to San Diego one day looking for his house. I think we asked a postman where he used to live, but that's my mom. Um, This is a smaller beach than the others that I've named coming down around Los Angeles and Orange County. It's only a mile long, but it's well worth a visit. The San Clemente State Beach is popular with surfers on the north end, as well as hikers along the five miles of trails on the bluffs. The beach has a landscape bluff top with picnic areas. Trails lead down to the beach, which is popular for body surfing, swimming, and skin diving, etc. There's also fire rings there. However, they're not right on the sand. They're before you get to the sand. So if you'd like to have a bonfire, make sure to get a bundle of wood sold at pretty much all of our grocery stores in the area. The beach is open from 4 a.m. until midnight. And speaking of that, I believe all of our beaches... beaches. All of our beaches have curfews here. Some curfews are 10 p.m. and some are midnight like in San Clemente. So if you plan on staying late at any of the beaches, especially in light of the very mild weather that we have here, keep those curfew hours in mind. San Clemente also has a nice pier that you can walk out on or fish from if you'd like to do that. Near the end of the pier there's a little gift or food stand where you can get a snack. And at the beginning of the pier there's a popular restaurant called Fisherman's Restaurant and Bar. Which is a nice place to go to to get a bite to eat, and as an added bonus about San Clemente, there's also camping at this state beach, and these do have full hookup h- full hookups um they also have tent camping besides the RV camping. One of the things that I kind of noticed when I was looking through these is um be- around Los Angeles, you really don't have too many places where you can do RV camping north of Los Angeles. you do have a beach where you can do that. But between Los Angeles and San Diego, there's a bunch of areas that if you want to come down here and park by the beach, you know, I talked about the Newport Dunes and some of those places, but there's a lot of nice camp, camp areas where you can bring your RVs and even tent camp, which I think is really cool, um, for a nice opportunity. So going down south from San Clemente, for those of you who are following, it's the San Onofre State Beach, though I, Personally, I I don't know how comfortable it would be to go there because they have the San Onofre nuclear plant just a short distance away.
0: So nuclear at least, plants
1: get a bum rap. I just want to say that. <laughs> well, you know, technically, no, the, it, it hasn't been running since 2013 after um, uh, there was a slight mishap that was really posed no danger, but they just decided to shut it down. So... The water's not warm in that area, I don't think, like it used to be. <laughs> so, but that's always what I think about when I drive past when, you know, I'm driving down south on the five and then I see the sun in State Beach. But however, the beach is not really close to the freeway. It's not really far, but some of these beaches are right off of PCH and the freeway, so you hear the noise. This beach you drive a little ways to and there's no homes nearby, so you get a really nice experience with all of the signs of our developed state around you so it's more of a natural environment. So that would be really cool for those of you who'd like to get get that kind of um experience. The beach is located in we're now hitting northern San Diego County. We're no longer in in uh, Orange County. So, despite what I said about the nuclear power plant, this is one of the most visited state parks um in California probably because of the location I just described. A lot of swimmers, campers, kayakers, birders, fishermen, bicyclists, sunbathers, surfers, and off-duty marines uh, visit the beach. Camp Pendleton is just to the south, and in fact, Camp Pendleton leases the beach to the state for the state park. So you, um, you'll get a lot of young people there. The beach is named after the 4th century Saint Onufrius, who was a desert hermit in Egypt. Have no idea why they named it for him, but that's there you go. He was probably a patron saint of whatever father Who, or you know. Yeah, well, it was Hunipitosetra that, that went through. That went yeah. through there. So, um, the beach has several trails. It has some nearby sandstone bluffs and is, and a campground. There's also a marshy area where San Mateo Creek meets the shoreline. Historically, this area is the site of the Panhe, which is an ancient uhin village that is over eight thousand years old and there's a current sacred ceremonial cultural and burial site for the Okjamenon people there. It's also the site of the first baptism in California. San Onofre is a great place to visit if you'd like to visit a beach that still looks more natural, not combed <laughs> out like our city beaches. There are three main main beach areas. There's the trestles, old man's and trails where camping is located. And there's 380 sites for the RVs or tent camping. There's also bathrooms, picnic tables, fire rings, but no utility hookups here, so it's a little bit more primitive, or rustic, we'll say. Just a note, the southernmost, um, southernmost portion of the beach, though technically illegal, might be used by those beachgoers that eschew burdensome beach wear and like that all over tan. So just something to keep in mind when you go there. If you have young kids, you might want to stay in the northern part of the beach than the southern part of the beach. Um, Do you want so after, southern exposure, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> after Santa Onofre beach, the California coast really doesn't have offer many, um, beaches until you get to Oceanside. And of course, part of the reason we may not have access to the beaches is because the area belongs to the huge marine base, Camp Pendleton. You can't miss it. It There's signs all over the place. And in case you're looking, the island that you see out um, from this area is San Clemente Island. So we make our way down to Oceanside and Carlsbad, which would be the closest beaches to Legoland, or even the San Diego Wild Animal Park if you're staying in the area to visit these tourist attractions. So Oceanside offers about three and a half miles of beaches and a pier with Ruby's Diner at the end of it. A lot of the piers do have, do have Ruby's Diner, which is kind of cool. It looks like a 50s diner with typical diner fare there. Good shakes and hamburgers, etc. There's also a nice harbor. Um, at their beaches, you have surfing, bodyboarding, or swimming, which are very popular because the waves are pretty mild there. They also have rollerblading or biking, um, along their strand. The largest beach is harbor and offers surfing to volleyball for those who like fun in the sand. There are awful, oh, excuse me. There are also several shops, places to eat, and the marina Inn hotel. If you like some place right off the sand to stay when you're visiting those areas, you know, if you're not going to stay at the Legoland hotel, which a lot of people stay at um and you want to stay near the beach you could try um this one hotel and there's some others but marina in hotels comes highly recommended breakwater beach is a more quiet beach and is closed to surfers during the summer in front of lifeguard tower eight you know that allows you to go with your families and not worry about people you know running into your kids with their surfboards etc. So they they've asked the surfers they're kind of pushed away from this main family beach. So a short distance away is the River Jetty where the San Luis Rey River meets the ocean and the sandbar often forms in this area that breaks the surf which causes the waves to be a little a little the waves to be a little bit more gentle. The beach has barbecue grills, picnic tables and volleyball courts. Though so, um you need to bring your own net. So maybe you don't want to play volleyball there. Um, they also have fire rings, restrooms, and showers. Note that the beaches north of the pier have more sand than those south of the pier, and they have more space to play in the sand. The beaches south of the pier, though, is more popular with lots of events happening throughout the year, and you'll find covered picnic tables, benches, barbecues, fire rings, and vending machines. And it's also closer to downtown, so you're also going to be finding more shops, eateries in this area. There are several beaches in Oceanside besides the ones that I just named. So this just makes a really nice place to go visit after um, checking after spending the day at Legoland. So just think of the amazing sunsets that you can see here also. South of Oceanside and even closer to Legoland, we have Carlsbad, which has several small beaches. The north half has beaches divided by seawalls, so there's a lot of cliffs in this area. And the main beaches are Tamarack, near its namesake street, for some great surf. They have the warm water jetty by the large um, electric power plant and Terra Mar, which is near the lagoon. Tamarack has barbecues and is close to the downtown area called Carlsbad Village for nice options to find a bite to eat within walking distance. These are very popular with local surfers. South, South Carlsbad State Beach is where you're going to find camping on a cliff overlooking the beach that that just sounds so nice to me to be out there especially with our mild weather to be camping out there and listening to the ocean down below and with the beach down below um children can ride their bikes around the campground and boogie board on the uncrowded beach below plan and reserve ahead because it gets um it gets booked up pretty early between cannon road and barriguitos lagoon the bluffs are tall and steep offering a few safe routes to the beach South Carlsbad State Beach, better known as Ponto or Ponto, has more well-defined peaks for surfing than the faster closing beach breaks on the main stretch. Carlsbad Lagoon offers a protected area where you can kayak without worrying about waves. And Bariquitos Lagoon offers a nice area to walk near some tidal wetlands. Note that the best time to visit these beaches are at low tide. Um, In Carlsbad, some of the beaches are rather narrow. And during high tide, the water can sometimes reach the cliff and it could cut down, cut off your route um, to get back to your car, etc. So you have to make sure that you're in an area where you do have access back to the road, or keep an eye on the tide. If it's starting to come up, you know maybe it's time to move to another area. Between Carlsbad and San Diego, there are several beaches to visit. These are more natural beaches, and I'll touch on a few of them. You have San Eligo or San Elijo, uh, E-L-I-J-O, State Beach, near the town of Cardiff-by-the-Sea. It's a narrow, buff-back beach with a nearby reef that is popular with snorkelers and divers. Camping's available here, and there's a camp store and snack bar. Camping is available through March excuse me march through october and provides rental equipment rv supplies boogie boards firewood etc if you are not camping here the beach is open from dawn to sunset the beach also has picnic areas environmental learning visitor center exhibits and programs fishing geocaching and family programs etc dogs are allowed but must be kept on a leash there's also the San Alijo Lagoon State Marines Conservation Area, which is near the beach. And it's one of the largest wetlands in the San Diego County with about 915 acres. The water comes from the Escondido Creek that goes to the Pacific Ocean. So it's a little bit different than the one that I was talking about in Seal Beach, where the urban civilization has pretty much cut off any streams going to the San, the Seal Beach um conservation area which is kind of affected the the marine life that's there because it's more salt water well this or more brackish maybe here you've got that fresh water coming in and so the wildlife here is going to be a little bit different with the with the birds and the mammals that are in this area so it's kind of a cool area to go visit there's a nature center here with various exhibits for visitors it's open from nine to five daily it's free to go there there's eight miles of trails that are considered easy to moderate moderate for hiking and jogging. You have an easy trail. You know, if you're going from San Diego to Los Angeles and you want an area to, to just get out and see something without having to go so far off the road, um, this is a nice place to go to. You can visit the visitor's area. They have a little quarter mile uh, nature trail that you can do, or you can take the longer trails that are like an hour and a half to hike if you want to do something like that pretty much level um you can take your dogs um, but they must be on their leash and you make sure you know they just say that all wildlife is protected there so you can't be chasing after them or your dogs can't but uh, i would say take your binoculars take your camera because it does offer especially now it's just a great time to go Um, Just south of this lagoon is the Solana Beach, which, in the town of Solana Beach. This area was settled by the San Dieguitos Indians, or Native Americans, but then it was soon settled by Spaniards and so on. The George H. Jones family were among the first settlers back in 1886, and the area was further developed in the early 1920s as much of these beach communities. Colonel Ed Fletcher had hydraulic water pressure used to erode away tons of earth and create the Fletcher Cove Entry and Beach. So basically, one man spent three months with a fire hose beating his way through the limestone, or sandstone rather, to make an entry to the beach. He finally um, did it. The beach was opened in 1925, and apparently it's one of the more beautiful beaches. It's won awards for the beauty and the cove that they created. It's a nice destination to visit a small beach community. Note that there's an Amtrak station here, which is really cool. So for a fun day six adventure, you could take the train from the Anaheim station to the Solana beach, walk to the beach there, spend the day, and take the train back to Anaheim if you don't have a car. So that My makes web search a. Turns something up for the- okay. <laughs> so, darn Siri. <laughs> so that's, it's an easy way, you know, the, don't forget that we have this train near Disneyland that can take you to a lot of these places and you don't have to rent a car if you don't have one. Um, continuing down the coast though, we're, the next spot we're going to hit is Del Mar, um, which is well known for its racetrack, the Del Mar Fair. However, Del Mar also has some really beautiful beaches. This is another great area to view shorebirds, other wildlife, native plant life, and check out the beautiful San Diego coastline. North Beach or Dog Beach, uh, some people call it, is located where the San Dieguito River meets the sea. It's great for wading or enjoying the sand, but not really great for swimming due to the shallow sandbars and the currents there. Um, They do have lifeguards, so if you do want to swim, just be careful. Probably one of the best beaches in the San Diego area is located here at the northern half of the Del Mar City Beach. There's good swimming, moderate surf, easy access. There's two coastal parks called Powerhouse and Sea Grove, and they offer nice venues for picnics. The south half of Del Mar City Beach is lined by bluffs that offer a different landscape than the northern half. There's some trails that lead down there from the um to the beach from these cliffs. They're not really recommended because the shifting sand or the shifting dirt and stuff um, that we you know, you hear about our mudslides and stuff like that. So they really don't recommend hiking down the trails, but it's beautiful to be up there. And it's also a beautiful walk if you walk from the north to the south part of the beach and just the view is just really nice. Um, you can walk for miles on these bluffs without seeing any cars or roads. Summer months can get quite busy due to the fairgrounds and the racetrack events. So you need to keep that in mind. Springtime is really nice uh, right before summer. Just look at your calendar and see if there's anything going on in Del Mar. And if there's not, head for the beach. Moving on south, we're going to pass the beautiful Torrey Pines Golf Course. This is huge. It's a beautiful, it's like a forested area with this beautiful golf course. Um, and you go down to La Jolla. La Jolla is more um, affluent area in San Diego, and that's probably one of the reasons why this is such a uh, popular golf course and so beautiful. You'll find the pricer boutiques in the downtown area. Um, just think, for those of you who have been thinking that it's Spanish, the name is not Spanish, so it doesn't mean jewel. It's a Native American name, which roughly translates to land of holes, which were probably from the sea level caves in the area. But since the Spanish Jolla, different spelling, um is easier to think of. The nickname for the city is Jewel City. It also sounds nicer to think of it that way. There's also a lot of eateries to enjoy um, some fun dining there. They have a wind and sea beach, all one word, wind and sea. It's more suited to surfers because that's really rocky. And although there's gorgeous scenery here, um, you really don't want to, it's, there's no sand in this area, so it's not really a beach for you to go sunbathe, etc., or to go swimming. But if you're looking for a more rugged landscape for your pictures, if you want to get some good sunsets, this is really a good beach to go. To, um, really good beach to go to to get those awesome shots. The La Jolla Cove offers a great area for swimming, snorkeling, and diving. The water tends to be calm and is protected, so you may see more sea life here, like you might see our bright Garibaldi. There are bright orange gold fish that you can see. There's also yellowtail. Um, you might get excited seeing the rays in the sand, which is kind of cool, and the occasional shark. The water here is very clear, and it's really, really beautiful. Watercraft is not allowed in this area, which kind of keeps it clean. The beach itself is pretty small, but nearby is Scripps Park that offers a nice area for picnics. La Jolla Shores is more suited for family time on the beach being, on the beach. So you have, um, the wind and surf, but now this is La Jolla Shores. It's a different beach, um, just south of wind and sea beach. And it's more suited for family because it's wider, has soft sand, gentle waves. There's a picnic area right next to it at Kellogg Park and i should um mention for your, i should mention for those of you more daring listeners that north of these beaches is black beach. Nancy Tom, have you guys heard of black beach? No. So, it's well known to those of us uh coastal folks for for the clothing as an option at this beach. Mm-hmm. So, um very much so. So the beach is below Tory Pines and kind of coincidentally near the UC San Diego University. So, Um, it it wouldn't be unusual to see people playing volleyball in the buff there. So you're, it's an eye opener, but, um, a lot of people do like to go there. You do have to hike down to it. Uh, it's not, you know, you don't park up and see it right there. So for those of you who are a little bit more modest, stay South of Black's beach. And, you know, if somebody says tells you, Hey, let's go to Black's beach. Just keep in mind what you might see. Or if you want to go um, enjoy then go for it. And
0: Keep in mind what you might see. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Torrey Pine State Beach offers great trails for a nice walk or a more strenuous hike if you like. And, of course, I cannot leave this beautiful section of our Southern California coast without mentioning, as I often do, the La Jolla Children's Pool. It was originally created as a protected swimming area for children, and it's now been taken over by harbor seals where they sunbathe. And they also have their young. So I went there earlier this year and watched a beautiful sunset from here. I highly recommend going there. It's pretty close. You know, it's kind of cool that, you know, just like an hour and a half from Disneyland, you can go to this natural environment or semi-natural envi- environment and see these harbor seals, just a bunch of them on the beach, the young playing in the, in the, uh, protected water of the cove and stuff and everything. So it's really nice. So from La Jolla, we go down to San Diego proper. And they do have some really nice beaches to visit. You have Mission Beach, which is built on a large sandbar between the Pacific, Pacific Ocean and Mission Bay. And farther south is Pacific Beach. The beach is about two miles long and has a boardwalk that runs along the beach on both the ocean and the bay sides. All those also located in this area is SeaWorld. And there's an RV camping area. Um, I did visit the RV camping area. It's a big grassy area. Really cool. There's tent. You could tent camp. You can RV camp. They have a swimming pool there and it's a really, and it's a lot of fun. And you just walk to the beach. You just take your beach chair and sit there with your feet in the ocean water, which is just so nice. There's lots of activities to do in this area, including the Belmont Park that has amusement rides like the giant dipper roller coaster. So if you want to go to a beach community with different things to keep you amu- amused, you can go here. And if you like a quieter area, then go down south to to the South Mission Beach where a half mile off the coast, there's a few shipwrecks that were placed there to create an artificial reef. I think one of them is washed up and um people have actually been at low tide. You can see the ship, the sunken ship over there. In addition to the beach activities, you can go for a little extra adventure, take an evening cruise on the Bahia Bell sternwheel paddle boat. This is a three story Mississippi style boat that cruises the bay and includes live music at night. It basically, basically goes back and forth between two hotels. One is the Bahia Hotel. One is the Catamaran Hotel throughout the night. And you can sit up there, um, watch the stars, watch the sunset, go down, do some dancing. And enjoy some of the food, drinks that they offer there. So it runs to either midnight or 1 a.m., depending on the time of year. In addition to all of these activities, you know, on the boardwalk, the beaches, there are two piers in this area. You have the Pacific Beach Pier and the Ocean Beach Pier. The Ocean Beach Pier happens to be the largest pier on the West Coast. There's a cafe at the end and some great views looking north and south. So one place you might want to try out to eat is Beachcomber Bar and Grill this is a well-known barn grill and some consider it to be a must um a must stop the other beach comer i talked about was the one that's at the crystal cove um cottages that i mentioned a couple of segments back um where they um played uh, the trumpet to happy hour the with the martini flag well this is the sister restaurant so i'm pretty sure that it's another really fun place to go to and easier to get to since it's in san diego other beaches to try in San Diego are Imperial Beach, home of the U.S. Opus Sandcastle Competition every summer, and it's only five miles from the Mexican border. That's TJ, by the way. There's also um, Ocean Beach, which lets pets run loose. So there's a great beach to bring your dog since there's a fenced-in area where you can let them go. Just It's a little dog park on the beach. And they can, you can take them off the leash, and they can go have fun there. There's also shops in this area, restaurants, and you can fish here without a permit. So those of you with RVs, look for Silver Strand. You can camp here and enjoy picnics on the beach. Just note that dogs are not allowed on the beach itself. The water happens to be a little bit more warm and calmer here. An area. So those are the beaches I named: the Imperial Beach by the TJ border. The Mexican border, Ocean Beach, where you could take your dogs, and the Silver Strand, where you could take your RVs. Another area that doesn't really have beaches, but it's great to explore tide pools and see waves crash, is Point Loma. This is a more rugged area, so I only recommend this if you, for you adventurers out there who want to go check out that rugged um, terrain. There's no beaches really in this area. And lastly, we have the Coronado Beach, which is home of the beautiful Hotel Del Coronado, which enjoys nearly perfect weather year-round. Accessing Coronado Island is really easy. I think it's more of a peninsula than an island. But it can reach, be reached by car, public bus, private shuttles, or taxis via the San Diego Coronado Bay Bridge. The beautiful Coronado shoreline is famous for Marilyn Monroe's starring role in Some Like It Hot, in 1958. And also this film, Somewhere in Time, if any ever, anybody ever saw that with Christopher Reeves. It's one of my dad's favorite films. So whenever I go out there, I think of him out there. One of our dizzers, I believe it was Casey Mike. He stayed there and he wrote about finding sand dollars on the beach. So he went out one morning and he, they were just sticking up out of the sand by the, where the, where the water washed up. So you can find sand dollars. Um, there's also the, The sand, the glass, what do you call that? Ocean glass, sand glass, um, that you can go look for. Thank you so much. Well, that makes sense, right? Uh, beach glass that you could find there. Um, I spent a day there a few years ago and it was just really, really pretty. Um, so I need to go back there. You get to watch the boats come. It's just very peaceful being out there watching the ships go back and forth and everything. Coronado Beach is constantly rated as one of the most romantic beaches, as well as one of the best beaches in the world for families. So that's my segment for the Southern Beaches, um, so for day six adventures. You know, looking at this, we have a lot of really beautiful land here on our coast here in California. So I don't know that I, I think you need like day six, seven. <laughs> yes, eight, you need like two you know. weeks
0: in Southern California.
1: Yeah, you really, you really need more time. I really hope that people, um, when they come out to Disneyland, that you actually visit some of these places and intersperse, you know, do Disneyland, go to the beach, you know, relax, rest, and then go back to Disneyland, energize instead of park, 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 because you can get really run down trying to see everything um for consecutive days. So I really like breaking it down and going to these beaches. And somebody on Facebook just sent me a shout out that they visited one of the Laguna Beach. Um, beaches so I was happy to happy to see that some of you are that some of these segments are helping some of you in and enhancing your visit to our beautiful state and Disneyland. Very cool. All
0: right thank you Mary jo. That is gonna do it for this segment of the design plug. Be sure to catch all of our other design plug podcasts this week and of course we will be back again with you next week until then remember Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.